Well, it's all right. I mean, we wouldn't want to ruin the surprise anyways. I mean, after all, I did get a nice gift for Annie. Oh, come on, Joe! Don't do this, I man! I think she's gonna love it. Don't go in my house, dude! Joe, listen to me! Listen to me, man! <laughs> Back up, dude! Is that guilt? Is that, is that turning into rage? Oh, you are angry, aren't you? You are fired up. Ooh. Is that blood boiling? It should, because you know, like I know, your family is home right now. Get away, Joe! Please, man, I'm begging you, bro. I'm begging you! What's that rage feel like now? Is it turning to fear, AJ? Is it? Are you becoming paralyzed? Are you confused? Do you not know what to do? Are you falling to pieces? Good. And I want you to remember that feeling. Because that is exactly how you will feel when I beat you for the WWE Championship in Australia. You, you denied me the WWE Championship. That's one thing when you stole, when you stole it from me, AJ. That demanded consequences. Hey man, I'm begging you, man. I'm begging you, please. But there's plenty of time for that. Please, Joe, just, what, just walk away, man. Do Don't do, do anything do stupid. I, Joe. Do I just let myself in? No, 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 that would be rude. I just ring the doorbell. Daddy's home. Yeah, I'm on a run. Here I come. I'm with your mom. On the track. If I come, I get a squeeze on the mob. I'm on a run, bitch. I just took off on the cops. Don't need a charm, bitch. I need a lawyer in rocks. I got the drum, bitch. Ride the connects on he dodge. I Let me get you your paper tag today. When I've been a corner man a real bitch. Bear bear guess what he count and say. Chanel, she can get a little touch. Fuck around and drop a few bags today. I just might do the whole dash today. Might you believe I dash today? Nigga, my crew for bitch is trapping out in a corner. Bitch can't break my check. Bitch go to act like she trillin'. Baby tryna trip me out check. Nigga trap for my red. All the niggas know it's take meds. Niggas stop taking my red. I just sit back and smoke out of pound of weed. I got rollers galore, ain't no clowning me. I got rollers with me speaking Chinese. I got fed up and throw a catastrophe. In the drop, nigga, my dog had on 10 keys. Secret service, so everything is touch screen. All right. Welcome back to the A Show. This is, man, this is our 49th episode. A Show 49, baby. Come on, we here. We've been doing this for. 49 weeks. 49 weeks. <laughs> <laughs> 49 weeks, 49 episodes. Well, well, 49 main episodes. We've done a ton of other bonus content. Like, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing, man. Yeah. I, I really, I'm in awe. I'm in awe. This is the, the most committed thing that you've done outside of relationships. Got to be wow. in your entire life. I don't even think those last 49. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Listen, this is the most committed thing that you've ever done, man. This, this is, might be the most committed thing you've ever done. No, it's one of the most committed things I've. <laughs> I'm a guy who's like, I'm wired by like repetition. Like some right. people, I'm very 
Um, a lot of people say I'm wash and whack and all this other stuff. I, I, I see their point of view. I'm someone who, like, when I was trying to lose weight, like, I ate turkey sandwiches literally every day. How, how big were you? I was, all right, so I was 232 pounds. Aren't, uh, you, aren't you that same uh, weight now? Hell no. So I was, I'm, I was 232 pounds. Oh. And I was, like, got out of college, um, ate, like, a shit ton during my last semester. You getting the freshman 1,500. I got, fif- I got 15 four years in a row. Yeah. Um, so I was like 232. I was like, I got out of a job, blah, 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 blah. Um, I was 232 pounds. I looked terrible. You, I, I had one of those things where I like, I went to a picnic and someone took like professional photos and I just looked like, I was like, yo, I'm so fucking fat. Um, and I decided, boom, I'm gonna lose all this weight. I literally ate turkey sandwiches five days in a row. And the people at the bodega would be like, you don't want something new? I'm like, nah, I'm just... It just don't like I, this is just what works right now wow. and i managed to get down to 185 which was like the lowest i'd been in like a long ass time and i looked fucking amazing um now i'm like 202 or 203 or something i'm going on another weight loss binge like next month so like october i'm going to be super strict on my diet and yeah. super strict with these workouts yeah and super strict with a lot of different things so i'm going to do that this is not a health podcast by the way but i'm you know, going you know who else is committed oh. my, my dog to slobbering all over me at all times of the day oh you gotta be i'm kind of wiping down tech fleece uh pants that he is just do you sure. feel like I feel like do you feel like you babied your dog to the point where it's like now he just can't not if you're not around, it's like a problem problem. Well, the thing with Migo is that like I am one of Migo's favorite people in the world. There's probably two favorite people in the world. It's Migo, it is my girlfriend. Or no, I'm sorry, it's me then my girlfriend. Right. Like he only listens to only listen to me. Or he actually he'll listen to her mom. Okay. And he'll listen to both of us. It was just like walk all over her. <laughs> so like it's funny because like when when I have the dogs, it's like all he wants to do is lay down, mm-hmm. like and just lay and like like just chill next to me all day, all all day long. If I move, he has to move. He's like my shadow. Right. And you know what? Migo is committed. He's committed to his pops. He's committed to you, man. It's like a it's like a chicken in you like like a chicken in the hen. Like you're Dude, you guys- I can't even hug or like be affectionate because if that happens, he will literally run to me and be like, "What are you doing?" It's a you can't have him. He's got a so let's say you go away for 3 weeks or something. I've never been away from him that long. Let's say you were going away three weeks, you're going on a vacation, and then you got business elsewhere, and then a whole bunch of things going on. And let's say your girlfriend's also doing that as well. You're forced to be, you're going to have to put him in a daycare or with someone else. He's going to cry because that's what he does. He's a crybaby. Oh my God. I don't know if you can hear him currently licking me right now. No, I can't. But he, knows I he knows I'm talking about, he knows I'm talking about him. Um, well, listen, this is all part of life. I'm sure it's like... He'd remember me, though. He would be so excited. Like, he, if I leave him for a day, it's almost like he hasn't seen me in a year. Oh, my God. And That's real. Just, this is it's very, like... Now I'm anxiety. Now I have anxiety for you in terms of your separation of what could ha- potentially happen. Well, he had it at first. Now I have it. 
Okay. Like if, if I'm away from him for a day, I'm like looking at pictures. I'm looking at pictures from when he was a kid and he was like a little bit younger. And it's 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 really it's sad. I've become a sad dog. Like you become a very dog person. Yeah. Listen, I've just finished watching former TV dad, now YouTube dad, Will Smith. <laughs> Jump out of fucking plane. For Will Smith to sell you something, huh? He'll he'll fucking sell you something. I YouTube you. has thrown him the bag. If the if the movies aren't working, my man said we're doing YouTube now because YouTube, Instagram, every social media has pretty much thrown him a bag and just be. He's a YouTube original. That's what he's called. He's yeah. He's like so. He just had his fiftieth birthday. Like got to be like twenty four hours ago or two days ago or something. So they filmed him jumping out of a plane for his fiftieth yeah. birthday. Yeah, it it is the most. It has eight point eight. Well, now it has nine point one million views over the last forty eight. Forty eight. No, like the last like twenty four hours. Okay, I was about to say like that's. I mean, that's big, but it's still relatively low. Yeah, it's a, it's at ten million for the last twenty four hours. Um, the man's a YouTube sensation at this point. Like it's it's a thing. Do you think that Will Smith will show up in a WWE event soon? No. Okay. I feel like he's done worse. He's done worse, but he's carefully like he's carefully uh, learning from your late fees podcast. The man is very particular about the things that he does. Yeah, absolutely. Shout out to late fees. Uh, yeah. we're, we're, we're doing Wes Craven. Beautiful. This, this week, next week, uh, next week, next week. All right. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, we'll go back and listen to the late fees from last week about, um, Jim Carrey. I, I just watched uh, Jordan Devlin versus uh, Walter. Ooh, okay. Uh, I it's 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 free on uh, OTT Wrestling's uh, YouTube account. It's Pretty a cool great, up. it's a spectacular match. Um, the opening package though deserves a lot of uh, praise because it's one of the best opening packages I've seen in a very long time. Um, and I'm not counting WWE in that. They we already know they cornered the market on that. But as far as this goes, like for for an indie like this. And it's a use of European indie. It's like the, the production value is like off, off the charts for that. I'm going to put this on my watch later. So I'll probably get to this after I get to like <laughs> a Joe Budden podcast or something. Yes. <laughs> I love how we share the RNC podcast and we all take turns listening to that, that podcast. Yes. And uh, I, I'm sorry, but I'm the one rewinding it to the beginning. Of the um, you know why? It's all right. So we all have we're all on the RNC radio account and Spotify. So Joe Budden's on Spotify and that's really all you can do it now. So I'll be trying to listen as soon as it come out. And then it'll say like Ty was listening. And I'm like, Ty, come on. You got to like be shitting me. Like I'm trying to listen to it and it stops and goes back. And I'm just like, oh, my God. And at some point, I think Huey and Mark. We're also trying to listen to it at the same time. Oh, that's and crazy. That's just, just crazy. We need to have designated days and hours for when people can listen to this podcast. I've, I've given up on the RNC account. I just listened to it on my <laughs> account. I was just like, fuck it. I'm signing out. Like, I can't, I could, I could not for a second, like, manage to listen to it. And it's a three hour podcast. At some point in this three hour window, someone's going to jump in and want to listen to this shit. So it's like, you do or you don't. So, yes, uh, we are one week away from a show 50. Um, yeah, we are going to have we have guests lined up, uh, I believe, around four or five. OK, um, we have a special, you know, a lot of special guests tuning in and joining us for the 50th episode of our show. Uh, it's going to be monumental. Um, it's going to be a longer show than usual, because, of course, we're going to have conversations with with people on there. Uh, also, we're gonna have, 
It'll yeah, be the week of Super Showdown too. Yes, it will. So we're gonna have to cover all that jazz. Um, but I, what I was thinking is, I, we always come with these ideas on the fly. Like, what if we had each guest talk with us about a specific? Uh, well, one gun, one guest we we have, we can't talk about it with. I'll say that much. Um, but we'll we'll have each guest talk about each thing that we would usually talk about, and it will be in the format of our show. Um, and I think that'd be dope. I'm I'm, I'm I'm down with it, you know. So On the fly, I, flying off the cuff, you know. A show fifty. That's, I mean, this show. I mean, essentially, again, we, we like to say this a lot. It's the truth. The show was um, really like birthed out of randomness. I called you. You 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 uh, you picked up, and we just started talking wrestling, and that's that's where it came from, you know. And I and I, I want to have all of the guests have that sort of uh, mentality as well. But uh, let's let's go ahead and get into the no holds bar. We got kind of a stacked uh, news show this week, more so than the, the regular shows. Let's talk about it. Uh, first thing up, this, this is probably like a, a really cool aside. Uh, WWE stock has hit ninety six dollars. I am kicking myself right now for not getting um, the stocks earlier. I felt like I bought the stock as a kid because I, in my economics class, they're like, "We're going to teach you how to use stock, so buy a fake stock." And I bought WWE, and it was probably. Not even close to what it's worth now. Um, yeah, it's still as of right now, as of four forty-two p.m. Eastern Standard Time on September twenty-sixth, is ninety-five dollars and four cents. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it just goes to show. <clears throat> and and on the other side of that, the raw rating was the lowest it's been in the modern era. This uh, week. Who cares about that, man? The stock is up. <laughs> I don't think anyone. I don't think anyone cares. You know, like I don't think you know why I know they don't care because essentially they haven't done the thing that they always do when they do care. Because usually when they care and they're like, yo, ratings are down, blah, 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 because they've already secured their, you know, the additional years on the USA Network and, you know, the Fox Sport, the Fox News and, or the Fox Channel, at least. But SmackDown moving next year, usually in this sort of fashion, they would say, all right, we really need something to shake up the show. And that would include Vince McMahon showing up and possibly being murdered or killed <laughs> or being dived off onto or being thrown through or whatever. Maybe Stephanie McMahon following the same suit. We haven't gotten that. Um, I mean, we've had St- Stephanie showed up on Raw this week. It was her birthday. Um, shout out to the queen. Um, but we haven't really got that like major, major thing that would like save Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Uh and- I, I mean, I don't think there's going to be one. Uh, no, I don't think so either. And, and it was, it's amazing because you, you look at, I mean, you're talking about this even last year, pictures of the audience at SmackDown. At this point, they taped off half of the arena. Yeah. And, 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 and I love people like pointing that out. I mean, sure. Uh, uh, attendance, that doesn't mean, well, I'm not sure. I, I don't have it in front of me. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that uh, attendance is uh, low all across the board. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, you think about that rating and it's like Monday Night Football is back. So you already know, like, you know, you already right. you already know that that's, you know, that, and that it's is a what Tuesday it is. and it's a whole bunch of things. So it, there's a there's a lot to consider. But, um, yeah, I wouldn't say attendance is. The, but when you talk about the major shows, when you talk about the event they've made around SummerSlam and I'm sure Survivor Series coming up in November will be an event as well. When you talk about NXT War Games and, and, and Survivor Series and the entire LA area, I think WWE is really going to go out for that as well. Um, they're really hitting their stride with the major shows. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I really think that, uh, again, 
it, it comes down to, this thought really comes down to them really since 2014, like you said in the episode, the big payback, it's really come down to Vince saying, Oh, you, you said, I can't do this. You said that it's not a good idea. You said the wrestling couldn't be mainstream mm-hmm. and he's proving it. You know, the ratings to me are like all of the content that they put out. Someone's watching it and it's, it's multiplying, you know, yeah, by leaps and bounds. And I think that the stock price really just proves that, you know, um, again, uh, shout out to them for that. Uh, next thing on the WWE docket, uh, mm-hmm. WWE signed Mia Yim. Very about time. Like I don't know what to say. Like it's well deserved. Is it? Is I like Mia Yim. I like Mia Yim. I feel. Uh, I feel. I feel like she's. You know what? I feel like you need people who genuinely you get behind. Right. And I feel like people genuinely get behind Mia Yim. I feel like people like Mia Yim. I think people recognize that she's been doing her thing for the past couple of years, and even if this isn't like the end all be all for her, this is a major point in her career where there will be considerable development in my opinion yeah um i i haven't seen her match on my young classic i'm doing a very terrible job of watching this show that's okay uh but i heard it was really good i heard it was really good um Um, it's none of it has been the first episode for me yet but the the shows are the shows are moving along i mean this this episode should be really good coming up this week i have to watch it before it comes on uh you have you have eo uh shirai making her debut in wwe tonight All right, that's enough for me to watch the three hour, the now the three hour block of fucking wrestling, <laughs> <laughs> which I really enjoy because they're all one hour shows. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I really, I, I really enjoy that. Like I, I really like that idea. But shout out to me, uh, and you know, a new, new period in her life where she's in the WWE. Uh, speaking of new periods, and uh, you know, breaking records, Kofi Kingston broke a tag team championship record this week. Uh, and this is actually a really cool uh, follow-up to what we talked about last week about his, his uh, Hall of Fame prospects, right? What right. you say? I, I think that, uh, you know, just, just say it. You know, I, I call it this. But anyway. I mean, <laughs> uh, I Kofi- mean so, so here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. Billy Gunn was the previous record holder. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Gunn isn't going in twice. <laughs> but he did go in twice. DX. But DX wasn't, he's not part of that DX. And first of all, I think the DX go into Hall of Fame. I thought it was like the click or the NWO or some bullshit like that. Was it the click? Yeah, I don't think the DX has gone into the Hall of Fame. Oh, Lord, they're going to be 60 doing the suck it chops. <laughs> uh, I don't think DX has gone into the Hall of Fame. I think they were at the Hall of Fame. Um, when, I can't remember. Like, not that it matters. You know, again, we are, we are, we are talking about a fake Hall of Fame record. Sure. But in the end, like, 954 days is nothing to scoff at, you know? No, and not even, and even if you're not. Billy Gunn, even if you're Billy Gunn, that's nothing to scoff at. Like, that 100%. Means you've been a champion for at least more than half of your, your career at that point. It's, uh, I think, generally, it, 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 when you have those sort of records, it kind of speaks to the versatility of a Kofi Kingston Someone who's able to have, I mean, he's partners with CM Punk, you know, R-Truth, Evan Bourne, Big E, Xavier Woods, and being able to excel with all of them just kind of shows pretty much the versatility and the talent that Kofi Kingston is. I think he's an amazing, you know, just one of the most, probably one of the most underrated people in the WWE currently. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Shout out to him. One thing I do want to talk about was Big E's tweet after it came out. Uh, which I thought was really cool. 
Talk he about said, it. Kofi Kingston has had the most days as a tag team champion in the history of WWE. Never failed a drug test, never had a brush in with the law. Always professional to the highest degree. Give this man his flowers while he can still smell them. I think I did that last week. I think we should, you know, sh- shit. Maybe we do a Kofi Kingston episode. I don't know. <laughs> Bro, his top his top five stunts, top five matches. Top he's five. Still, he's had some good matches. I don't think Kofi's ever had. Well, as a single, I don't think he's probably ever had like a four-star match to me. But I think as a tag, he's definitely done that. And I think just in general, um, when it comes to his opponents and his partners and everything, everyone has really great things to say about him. I mean, he's had, he's had, uh, I mean, there was a period where he was against Dolph Ziggler for like all the time. And it was him versus Dolph. It was him versus Alberto Del Rio. It's him versus et cetera, the Miz or something along those lines. He's had a lot of partners and no one really has a bad thing to say about him. Even CM Punk retweeted or responded to Kofi Kingston's tweet thanking all of his partners. Yeah. That's so dope. That's dope. That's dope of him to do. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. Acknowledge it for Kofi. Kofi, you know, is is amazing. He held it down for Punk for a while. He held it down. I I know. I remember when Punk left, a lot of people were looking to Kofi to like explain it. Kofi's like, I don't know. I I got a job. (laughs) Uh, I I don't want to. I didn't want to talk about this next thing um, on the Raw recap because I felt as though it was really the most notable thing from the show and it extended past the show. It might be the most notable thing of the week, quite honestly. Yeah, it is. And uh, if, if we're not talking about like Lacey Evans is a uh, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> quote unquote dinner. <laughs> a dinner? A Lacey Evans special? No, Lacey sir. Evans, Lacey Evans put a bird on a hubcap and fed it. To, <laughs> and fed it. To, she said she, she left it out there for in the Orlando heat for 12 hours and fed it to her husband and you know got that Velveeta baby come on <laughs> and also and, and had the uh had the the medley that's what they call it the medley of corn and green beans uh and I think she had a little croissant a little carbs you know a little, little carbs <laughs> That little carb action. I, I saw her. She was <laughs> throwing it down. The plate wrestling edition. And I am throwing it up. Oh my god! <laughs> what? But you know, we there's a saying that we have when we say when we say, uh, "How was it grilled but still wet? How was that <laughs> steak grilled or whatever it was and still wet? Did she charbroil it? I'm sure she's like, "Yo, it's juicy. It's just juicy. <laughs> like it's cooked." Um, you know what? I shouldn't think because I can't cook that well, but I ain't showing it on the internet like that. Like, I'm not that proud. You shouldn't do it. I remember Ember Moon had posted some brownies or some cupcakes she did, and, and Sasha, like, dragged her. You know, I made really good chicken last Thanksgiving, and I showed it. Oh, yeah. I remember that. We were talking about it. Literally, we were doing the A-show when you were doing it. It was really good. So, I'll I, if I got that over her... You know, that's, but nah, that wet ass steak and that Velveeta shells, man. <laughs> you got you to care of that. Oh um, but, I mean, we're getting clearly uh, kind of going off the topic here. I, I want to talk about the Liv Morgan Brie Bella debate. Uh, the Bella twins had a match against uh, two thirds. No, no, no. It was a, it was a three way. It was a, it was a six, a six woman tag match. Six woman tag match. The Bellas and Natalia versus the, uh, the Riot Squad. Um, there was a spot in the match. There were several spots, but I, <laughs> Multiple. I think the, the biggest the biggest spot that everyone's talking about at this point uh, is, of course, uh, man, Brie Bella completely clocking Liv Morgan uh, in the face with two kicks that knocked her out cold. And they had to pretty much, you know, 
audible and do the match with two on three at that point. Uh, really one of the biggest sticking points, you know, it, it again raised up the injury debate. It raised up the women debate. It, it raised up the uh, safety debate again. The Brie Bella debate, apparently. <laughs> the Brie Bella, the Bella Twins debate um, on both sides. You know, there are people that say, you know, it's wrestling and it happens. I feel you. I feel that as well. Um, I, I do think a, a, a modicum of, of concern has to be on Brie Bella, though. I think she's been off since she came back. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is an isolated incident. She right. clocked, I, I pointed out uh, to someone that she clocked Miz and gave him a shiner immediately. Uh, what was it, a month ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple a couple weeks, a month ago, yeah. Um, Rubella, um, first of all, this is professional wrestling and I do 100% believe injuries happen. I mean, they happen everywhere. This is talking from, we've had freak injuries happen all of the time um this one i think with just on how everything happened with her not looking where she's kicking yeah um could have been avoided a little bit better because i think she would have probably noticed in sort of the timing of Liv morgan putting her head down and her not really just kicking her into nowhere um, yeah she kicked the sh- like shouts to live for a doing a suplex spot that she really wasn't supposed to do. And she sent WWE since said that she suffered a concussion. I have a problem with that. I mean, I probably wouldn't have had a problem with that 10 years ago, but I sure do have a problem with that. And just the fact that someone let her, I mean, in this sort of era and this temperature and, you know, you're just coming out of that CM Punk case with the doctor. Yeah. And I, I don't know if it was actually the same doctor. It kind of looked like Dr. Amen. I'm not sure. Um, But you don't have no matter what you don't have Liv Morgan run back into that ring. I don't no. care. She when I saw I saw immediately when she got knocked out. She did. She was gone and didn't get back up. And they tried a little bit, um, you know, just so they can connect spots. Her, you know, Bree to push her push Bree in the corner so she could make the tag. But she was out like a light. Right. And I, I mean, I, I like that she did roll out. They did pull an audible and a commercial break, I believe, in between that. And the, I mean, the match didn't get better from there. Let me be clear. It didn't get better from there. I think no. it, it threw everyone off. There was a, a weird spot where she, again, uh, legit bust <laughs> Ruby right in her face with a forearm. <laughs> and look, Ruby's like, yo, what was... R- no, Ruby, Ruby, literally said, <laughs> Ruby literally said, really? <laughs> I, was, I heard it you can hear it when she does it. she's like really like you know seriously i'm sure brie bella has a lot to think about this i'm the internet is a very cruel place yeah so. and it was a, it was a weird situation for the e as well because they had to i don't know who did the thing who had the thought of allowing the bellas to put a tweet out saying that they were thinking about live before they ever even said or diagnosed her with a concussion, which uh, TMZ released uh, literally the morning after. I think the, you know, the apology, the apology in itself. I think the apology is just kind of... You think they were forced to do it by social media? Because they're on the What do you mean? Like forced to do it by the WWE or forced to do it? No, I think that they pulled their hand early because they saw the social media backlash. Yeah, I I 100% believe that because they were getting, um, at least Brie was getting a lot of backlash. And a lot of like articles that were like, you know, destroying her. Like cage side seats, someone put a a side by side of like whenever men injure men. But when Brie did it, it was like a completely like different 
vibe yeah. when she did it. And, you know, you got to point these types of things out because I think really right now, wrestling journalism is in a very weird space because there is a push for it to be more legitimate. Mm-hmm. And it can be more legitimate. And I feel as though that type of reporting would never happen in, in NBA or, or NFL, any or other, really any other sort of thing. Yeah. And, and but the thing is, with this weird with, you know, wrestling journalism, of course, it's it's a work, you know, but you're still able to. There are things within that ring that are not at work, you right. know, and it's, you, you know, Seth injuring Sting is about as even though you can say on both sides, you know, things happen. It, it might have been about as reckless yeah. as what Brie did and reported that way, you know, like. There is a very, and, and you know, from a lot of people online, that there's a very big contingent that want this type of reporting to be legitimate and they want it to be fair. And I think a lot of wrestling journalists get really too much in their feelings and they they tend to report on opinion instead of fact. And, and that's just one thing. That's one of the first things you learn. But again, a lot of these guys didn't go to school for this. No, so you don't, you don't know guys. that. It's just yeah, a, you know, it's a... It's an unfortunate situation. I hope really the best for Liv because she, that did not look great in any sort of, and I literally, I'm watching, I'm like, oh, she's gone. Yeah. And my, the first thing that came into my mind, I got like, I was scared for like half a second. The first thing that comes to my mind is, remember it, it was like sometime last year, maybe even a year before that, um, in Mexico, and it was Rey Mysterio in a in a tag match, and he like he dropped a hold some guy into the ropes, and like the guy is yeah. dead. And yeah. he does a six one nine, and I think the guy had already died at that point. But it was just something like that because she the way her body just kind of like went loose. I was like, oh my god, it could be some sort of severe impact. That, that was a uh, that was Pero, that was Paraguayo Junior. Yeah. It's uh, it was unfortunate because I was like, yo, the way her body went limp, I was kind of very, very scared for her. So I'm kind of glad that you know, she's at least alive. But it's a, it's a. Do you think a, that? Do you think the debate is overblown? Yeah, I do. I do. I think. Um, don't get me wrong. There needs to be. I think Brie Bella, while you know, she has been botching a lot. More. She's than been. We, she has been a threat to not just other people. She's been a threat. Literally, she almost hurt herself. It's scary. I'm just saying it is It is very scary to see. I think that, like, I don't think she needs to be taken off the shows or anything. I just think that, like, don't let her do these spots. You know, like, I would be fine if she would just the one that did, did, did the roll up and, and did a little cool little spot. Like, I don't, I'm not saying take away the yes kicks. That was obviously a, a freak accident. But, like, she, like, there's some type of care that has to be given. And... I would say that for anybody that that's, you know, had a, a reputation for this. Like if you want to go maybe a year or two back, Oscar was knocking everybody out before mm-hmm. she really got, had, you know, before she toned it down a little bit. That's a, that's a big, big fact. Um, <laughs> she was yeah. knocking out. Dana. Remember she knocked out Dana Brooke and she Dana, knocked Brooke, out Dana Brooke and Dana got injured and, you know, a whole bunch of other things. So it's definitely something that happens in professional wrestling, it's all unfortunate. I think with Brie Bella, it definitely needs because I do remember like lambasting her like two weeks ago for that suicide dive. Yeah, um, I think there definitely needs to be a lot more thought that goes into it. I think she's not necessary. I think she's kind of like running off of I've been wrestling for ten years. It's kind of how it goes. But I think there definitely needs to be, you know, a lot more understanding of what you're doing in the ring before you actually do it. Absolutely, and, and, and taking you know making sure you're aware at all times. I, 
the the le- the last thing you want to do in professional wrestling is hurt somebody, as they even said in their apology. Um, but you have to be way more careful when you do these things. And it probably sucks coming from a million of fans who have never wrestled a day in their life. Yeah. Um, including myself, right, including myself at some point it's like, yo, you got to understand you have to take carelessness will, can lead to something way more fatal. And it's, you know, just shout out to Liv Morgan and hopefully she's doing better. Hopefully, uh, I what what does concern me is that Super Showdown is next Saturday. Um, usually, the time off that they take for people that are uh, under the concussion protocol is about two weeks. Mm-hmm. So you might be looking at a very big change to that car by Monday if they don't clear her, because I yeah. don't think they'll even let her fly there. Yeah, I mean at that point, yeah, you can't really <laughs> let her fly there either. Uh, but yeah, uh, hopefully this debate doesn't cloud my freaking timeline all week. It looks like it's finally gone down a little bit, but. Uh, yeah, just tell us how you, what you think about the debate uh, on our Twitter accounts, uh, and then we'll join in the discussion. The next news point, HBK, remember we said that, you know, he was going after the Saudi bag. Now it looks to be more than just a Saudi bag. He's being rumored for Survivor Series, a one-on-one match between The Undertaker and, and uh, HBK. One more time. I don't believe that, but <laughs> I just don't, but maybe I should. I don't know. Um, that would seem very weird. Then yeah, he's suddenly so, like back in the mix. Why is it weird? For what? What do you have to what prove? I mean, he's gonna get his. Win- Ain't nothing wrong with that. Uh, I just feel like yo. But what does he really have to prove? Like, what is he? Where is this? He's going, you know, he's having these matches, he's having these string of matches. Leave it as the attraction that it is. I don't think it really needs to happen at Survivor Series. Now, granted, Survivor Series needs a big match because, you know, Brock Lesnar is no longer, you know, in the WWE. That sort of attraction that they had previously is no longer here. But there's nothing really left to prove. I mean, I wouldn't even start doing that. I think it's at that point it becomes... When you do it for the, you know, the crown jewel and you do it for Super Showdown, it's an attraction. It's an attraction for fans who don't normally see it. When you do it for Survivor Series, it becomes a whole different thing where it's it's an attraction, but I don't think it's ne- necessary. You know, I don't think I it's necessary the way it is for the other two shows. I got a feeling that you don't want HBK to come back at all. I really don't. I'm good. I've been good with the last like 10 to nine to 10 years of him just not wrestling. And I thought it was very cool that he held up to his, you know, his agreement because he's kind of like in professional wrestling. What are really retirements? You know what I'm saying? Trish Stratus retired in 2006 and she's wrestling, you know, uh, in in a couple weeks. Uh, And she's wrestled on WrestleManias after she's retired. Um, Ric Flair, we don't even need to. Enough said. Um, <laughs> well, they don't count them in the WWE. Right. And and the only other one is Stone Cold. And Stone Cold really just doesn't because he... He can't. I, he, I, I think at this point he can. I think he realizes there's no way he's going to... He, I think he's very hard on himself and realizes he's not going to perform at the level that he would like to. So he just doesn't. He doesn't want to get in the ring like... Um, like that Bret Hart versus Vince McMahon match at like WrestleMania 26. That was like terrible. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I just had to say it. it was terrible. Um, but it's a, I think he just knows he can't compete at that same level. 
especially at 50 plus years old. Oh no. What, what I mean, I think that Sean could, I, I, I'm not adverse to the idea of, uh, if he comes back, back, he comes back. I'm not, I'm not adverse to it either. I just don't think he should. <sighs> well, I mean, it, it's looking like it's going to probably be set in stone. I think crown jewel is definitely going to happen. Um, I think he's going to get involved in some way in the super showdown next week. So, uh, be ready for that. I think Triple H is getting his win back, thanks to Sean. Um, I, I, I'm kind of mixed feelings about it. I'm not saying I'm against it. Sean Mark is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Right. Uh, I would never, you know, say, no, Sean, no comeback. But I do think that if he's going to come back, I just don't want it to be Undertaker. I feel like, like you're going to come back for that? Like, I just feel like there's so many things that he could be doing other than wrestling the Undertaker right now. Yeah, I agree. Uh, our last point, I believe, today. Oh yes, uh, I, I know this is this is y'all world stuff. This is this is my world shit. This is definitely your world. Uh, the New Japan <laughs> Long Beach show. <laughs> the card was announced this week. It is absolutely awful. Uh, I don't know who is going to this show in Long Beach. I really pray for you. I hope that the tag matches are to your standards. But right now, the biggest uh, singles match on that card. It's probably Cody and Juice Robinson, and then Will Ospreay, Marty Scroll for the 100th yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like not into it at all. Nah. Uh, I'm the not. Main event, the, the main event isn't even a title match. It is the Golden Lovers versus Ishii and Okada, who, uh, if you guys haven't been following, Okada is now out of the group of chaos. He, he was ousted by Jay White and Ghetto, who uh, basically beat the crap out of him last Saturday uh, during the show. Uh, and a pretty good angle. I thought a pretty good show. I thought Tanahashi Okada was probably like the lesser of their 10,000 matches that they've had. But uh, I thought it was still a really good match. Uh, but, I mean, you're not continuing any storylines on these shows. It seems like a glorified house show, but it will be televised, I believe, and it will be on New Japan World. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't have much to say about it but that. Uh, I'll be watching Fighting Spirit Unleashed, of course, with everybody else, though. I know you're not watching it. I know you're not watching it. Yeah. Let me know if something popping happens. Just why? Oh my gosh. I can't I'll watch it. Really. I'm going to be out. I'm going to be out. Oh, wow. Out having a, on Sunday? I thought you said Sunday you were good. Oh, this is Sunday. Oh. Yeah, it's on Sunday. This is a pay per view. We get a pay per view. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe I'll watch it. Yeah. Why not? Oh, oh I got God. nothing going on on Sunday. <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's move into Raw and SmackDown. Uh, first up, Raw. I thought I thought a, a show that had a really good through line as far as the storyline for the whole show, but not much really happened this week on Raw. Uh, I wasn't feeling Raw. I I just wasn't. Um, even the even the the the, the Shield potentially picking up storyline kind of just felt like, all right, we're we really doing this. They really they just got back together. Um, and they're not going to do it yet. Yeah, and yes, it looks completely weird that Roman Reigns is a universal champion and <laughs> Seth Rollins is intercontinental champion and the only belt that Dean has is holding up his pants. But, <laughs> but it's a it, it just seemed like it seemed like oh, we're doing this as to like maybe a shock and awe type of deal. I didn't really I wasn't really feeling it. Well, well, the thing that I do like is this, that the seeds are being planted and it gives Dean a storyline. I think that a lot of times people will agree with this. Dean doesn't do well in non-shield storylines. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't think he gets people to care about him in non-shield storylines. I think even his, his title run was kind of like snake bit by the fact that he didn't have any. No, he was on SmackDown and an island on his own. He was doing his own thing there. 
Um, but I, it gives him a, it gives him a storyline. I don't think it'll give him a belt. I think it probably eventually will. I'm not sure, you know, who's to say at this point. But at least the seeds you can say that they were planted in September, and whenever, whether it be November, December, January, when he finally snaps, you'll see that that was a reason. And I think that that's cool. And I think that even you know having Drew. Uh, and Seth have their little conversation, which is weird because these guys have been like beating the shit out of each other for the past month, and now they're just walking up to each other and backstage like, "Hey, what's up? Let's let's and talk." Have casual <laughs> conversations like with normal coworkers. Like, oh my god. Um, I'll say this: this Dolph Ziggler, Seth Rollins. I mean, it's gone through multiple iterations at this point, but for for me, it's just like, yo, this is going on way too long. Feud of the year? Hell no. <laughs> uh. Nah, just no. <laughs> um, but yeah, they planted the seeds for the shield thing. I just, you know, I don't know if it's necessary right now, especially when it's like it would have just been cool just to have the six tag, six man tag. Just do that. Like, what are we? Which I thought was a dope, a dope match. Uh, AOP finally get put in the main event. I thought that was really cool. Uh, I really love the way they integrate, they eventually integrate NXT or the people that they feel as though are worth something on NXT into the shows. Uh, and I thought it was a really great match. Um, I would have been happy uh, if AOP won, but I mean, not a lot of people are beating the Shield, quite honestly. No, they don't need to beat the Shield. Not yet. Not yet, at least. I think they should. I think really next week we should have Seth and, and uh, Dean against AOP. I think that would really raise their state. Put them in like, a gauntlet have, match. Have Dean be the one taking the pinfalls, too, because if you realize he's the one that, that's losing a lot on the team also. He, like, Drew beat him. Hmm. Interesting. Like have have Dean be the one taking the falls there. Uh, one thing I did like about this and SmackDown this week is that they're integrating the main, the, the mix match challenge into the main roster. So a lot of the partnerships and pairs you see on that show are actually pairs on the actual main roster shows. And I, I really like that synergy. I like it. Um, I think at some point they realize we can't sell this Facebook show without, you know, People Making people on, go watch it after the main roster show. Yeah, <laughs> because the, the matches for the last mix match challenges were just happening. And you get a little YouTube or camera phone promo during the show, and that'd be it. But now, since they're in a, incorporating it, um, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at all. It's, it, it could be well, entertaining, but. This week, you had uh, Finn with Bailey with uh, Jin, against Jinder with Alicia. I'm pretty sure you'll have the opposite there next week. But I mean, obviously. They're I don't like either of these teams. <laughs> I like well, I, I really like uh, the boss club. I, I really, but you know, Sasha's injured, and you know, you can't really do that. You can't go so back to it again. Got country dominance with Bobby Lashley and Mickey James. Why did they not do Mickey Bobby? Um, are they afraid of copyright? Yeah, I think they probably are. It's like let's not even trust. Let's not even touch it. What a bunch of sissies! Yeah, really, really what a bunch of sissies. Uh, um, again, uh, well, next point in Raw, Leo Rush steals the show again. Uh, do you think the WWE should officially move him up and, and have him on the Raw roster? Um, I think I, yes, but also I'm sure he's not mining the two checks. <laughs> well, he's got to travel a lot more because he was on two. He was on two five live the night after. And he's I mean, he you travel two days out of the week. You'd be you'd be straight. Like everyone else travels five, he gets the two. It's not like they're having two hundred five shot two hundred five lives on WWE house shows like that. And and if they are, they aren't featuring Leo Rush. I'll tell you that right now. Um, but you know, I mean, I think he's I think he's doing amazing. Um, I think. 
205 Live gives his character an extra little bit of context. So people will be, you know, be able to look at it. And then when he eventually hits the ring on Monday nights, it'll be a big deal. I'm not sure if you, do you think he'll actually wrestle against Um, Kevin Owens or Elias? Because I, I think that really like a child a little bit. (laughs) He does, but it's like, I don't want them to continue. I, I think, I think he's doing great with the promos. I, I'll say that one mm-hmm. thing I'm concerned about is that like, and I've tweeted this. It's like the way they have him running and the way they have him looking against these two guys. It's like, I feel as though like if he hits one of them, his hits going to bounce off and he's going to grab his hand and say that it hurt or something like that. Yeah. He's, a, he's a 57 overall or something in the game. And, it, and it's true. It's like, I really like the acrobats stuff, but it's like, I, I'm really tired of seeing him run. And I'm like, if he's not running against cruiserweights on two or five live, why should he be running against, you know, 245 pound people it's just 30 extra pounds you say that but men are just picking him up like insane and i don't think kevin owens is 235 pounds i don't want to <laughs> break it to you but um yeah because people will legitimately break him in half on monday night raw this isn't 205 live where you know he's able to get some jabs off on norm dark because they both weigh about the same thing like this is this is Monday Night Raw, so I guess the moves hurt more. It's a you know what? His character is amazing. You know, he talks, he's entertaining. Uh Elias. Elias. I would love to see. Yeah, I mean, he really stays on Raw and I I think he appreciates it, the double checks. I, I would love to see him uh with a with a red Chiron instead of a uh instead of a purple Chiron, like. Mm. I, I think that he deserves it. I think that they see a lot in him. Obviously, I just think that there's a very, I feel like there's probably two schools of thought in the backstage area where it's like, should we have Leo do actual uh, offense against these guys? Should he have a match or should he just be a manager? And I think that's the problem that they face when they have these two or five guys actually come to the main roster and do things like that. Because the second manager you have on that show is Drew Maverick and he doesn't wrestle anyway. So there's no, there's no argument there, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it's like it, it becomes it's going to become like a slippery slope where it's like do you only see these two or five guys as like not jokes but like managers you know like they're they're not good enough to hang with with the raw guys and you know that's the if you run into the same issue that you had before when the guys were on the show where it's like okay they, they don't even interact with the raw guys you know i think if leo rush is going to wrestle monday night raw they're going to need he's going to have to bulk up at some point he really is um because that might be as bulked as he can get, bro. Nah, I, I mean, I mean, well, I hope not. But it's a uh, he might have to bulk up a little bit more, similar to how Daniel Bryan did when he, you know, and then since he's been wrestling on the main roster, he bulks up a little bit because it hurts, man. Everything hurts. Um, yeah, but yeah. Little rush, uh, definitely. We'll we'll see what happens with the twenty three year old piece of gold. What's what's gonna happen when he's twenty four? He's like he can't be a twenty three year old piece of gold. He's gonna be like a twenty four year old. He's pretty good at this. So I'll leave the rhyming to him. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing I want to touch on, and I feel like I feel as though they do this bigger on Raw than they do on uh, SmackDown. And we'll talk about the, sh- the card in general. What do you feel about the Super Showdown build? As you know, right now, because now they've added the second show that they have to talk about building up to, and uh, Crown Jewel, and a lot of like Braun Strowman's talking about Crown Jewel, and he's not talking about Super Showdown. <laughs> it's like there, it's so many shows. How do, you, do you feel as though they've adequately built the show to feel like an important thing? I don't think they have to. I really do think this is kind of like a house show. I, I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, break down anyone's hopes, especially considering the last one was kind of like a house show. I think really this one is also. There's there's actual stakes on this show 
um, that affect the main show, and it's more Things to do with it's, yeah, it's more to do with SmackDown than it has anything to do with Raw because the Raw matches really just seem like and there's way more SmackDown matches on this card than Raw matches. But, SmackDown lit, baby. Yeah, um, but. It's, yeah, from the Raw perspective, it kind of really just seems like a house show. It really just does. I, I don't yeah. expect and, any titles to change or anything, really. And so on SmackDown side, this would be like their No Mercy card. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> to be honest, it would be their No Mercy card. Uh, let's go into SmackDown, speaking of them. Excellent yeah. show this week. Excellent show this week. Really love this show. Every single week, I look forward to watching SmackDown. And every single week, I am not disappointed by what I get. They have such a great usage of all the people in there. And you know what's crazy? Like a, a, a very big uh, intangible that you can't, like, I don't think people really realize is that the performers look like they're having a great time on the show. Absolutely. And it I shows. Mean, it's, it, the way they've, they've done this is, is just incredible. It's like, gosh, um, just that opening segment, really. Yeah, really. I, and let's get into the opening segment. Truth TV, born in 2018. Died 2018. I mean, it had a good run. Quite honestly, Great one run. of one is, a, is a, listen. It had a good run. It it really did. It really did. Um, I think that truth, uh, the fabulous truth. I whoever came up with that, they deserve an Emmy. Stroke of genius. I don't know how because the thing that was crazy, and we talked about this like a, a week or so ago. They turned Carmella and didn't say that they turned Carmella. And I think that is beautiful. And she she didn't change a thing except at, at the color all. of her hair. Exactly. <laughs> she changed nothing about herself. She only changed due to the proximity that she had to a character. I think that is a testament to who she has become. Because literally the moment that she said, I don't like Lana, she was a face right there. Right. And I thought or that Maurice, was... Rather. Or Maurice, I'm sorry. You're right. Uh, I'm or Maurice. Like, I thought that was... Really a great moment, and she did a great job here because he now has a valet that can also wrestle and that has chops behind her. She was a former women's champion, so it raises truth stakes. She's well. had, you know, she's had um, experience, you know, managing and valeting for you know yeah, big absolutely. cast. So she says she's really um, kind of as a, as a very versatile performer when you now think about it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I really love this segment. Daniel Bryan came out. The Miz came out. It's really great interplay between all of them. Listen, whoever is doing the Daniel Bryan storyline, okay, excellent job. There's there's no storyline that I can say in the past couple of years that have had so many detours that have worked, but this one. And right, I think it's really you're, very you're well. Yeah, like you're insane to think that you don't enjoy the chase right now. Like we're we're at the beginning of the chase here, and I think. The ups and downs of Daniel Bryan's storyline really fits his character. And like, I really feel like imagine if, imagine thinking Daniel Bryan was wasted when he was just getting his water legs back with, with big cast and he was kind of doubting himself. Then he jumps right back into the Miz. And then it's like, you know, there's going to be something big after this because there's so many detours for him to get to the championship that when it finally happens, you can make a DVD out of this run. Just like that. Like quickly. Like I think, I think it's really, really great. I, I really like this. Uh, no, no actual physical stuff from Daniel Bryan this episode, which is fine. Uh, no almonds on the show either, which is completely okay. Uh, I don't, I don't think anyone mentioned that either. Um, but one, one thing we did have, and what I do think Daniel Bryan is going to be facing pretty soon, if not immediately after a Super Showdown, Randy Orton picked his next target, uh, and that was Ty Dillinger. 
I mean, they shocked us with that because I I had known my you could have we couldn't come me. up. We 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 couldn't come up with one last week. I think we mentioned Tide. We were like, nah, <laughs> nah, no way. I mean, but there he is. I mean, the man showed up. He attacked Ty Dillinger. Who knew Ty Dillinger would be wrestling on SmackDown? God, that that's a coincidence. They um, utilize everyone. They really utilize everybody on that show. I, you know what? I'm not mad at for Ty Dillinger. I don't think the match would be particularly something I would want to see. But I think just the opportunity in itself, especially for Ty Dillinger, who in NXT managed to evolve in such a natural baby face, um, is having this type of program. I'm interested to see kind of where they go. Because while we're looking at this as a potential program in the future, I mean, you got to look at the other program that they've sort of been building as well between Aiden English and Rusev and kind of what they're doing with Aiden now um, right. to sort of take it to the next level. Right. I mean, you have a feud between former tag team partners. This could have, and one was obviously the lesser, which is Aiden English and one is Rusev. Um, it, this could have been easily been like a a Miz versus Miz Dow, a Miz versus you know I forgot his name, um, Alex oh, uh, Riley? Alex Riley. <laughs> Alex Riley. Um, it could have easily been one of those. It's just like oh, they're former tag team partners who don't get along, and now they break up, and the bigger guy is going to continue doing what he's doing, and the smaller guy is going to continue what he's doing, and maybe it could still continue to that. But they're making such an effort with Aiden English and giving him this sort of it's like a very smarmy kind of cocky almost cocky. But then what they introduced on SmackDown, is kind of like a skeezy undertone, you know? Yeah. I, I really liked, I, I'm concerned. I will say, I do not think they should go with the Lana cheated angle. I don't think that's cool. Uh, I think that's very attitude era. Sure. But, but if he, if it's a complete work and, uh, and he's kind of, he's like trying to fool Rusev. I think that that's a cool way to do it. But it's like, if you're going to do that, don't play Rusev as an idiot trying to figure out the last time he was in Milwaukee, play Rusev as, you know, change his character a little bit to someone who's actually upset. Well, so apparently fans on Twitter may have gotten a hint of what happened in Milwaukee. What happened? Um, uh, and, and this might take you back 2016, January 25th, the rock returned to Monday Night Raw and had an interaction with Lana and he said that he taught Lana the Wisconsin wheelbarrow in this promo. Do you remember that promo? Yes, I do. I saw that tweet, I believe. Listen, I mean, if SmackDown writers are weaving this into the show, I'm giving them, my hats are off for you. <laughs> Just weaving this because I've missed this. But uh, if they manage to add that in, props to them. Um but it probably is a coincidence at this point. I don't know. They probably added in. I mean, people have noticed it at some point. Um, but I'm interested to see. I mean, you're interested to see what Aiden English has to say. And when have you ever been interested in what Aiden English has to say? You love him. You're you're like Aiden High. Like, I'm a fan I, I, of I'm a fan of utilizing talent when you know they're talented and playing to their strengths. That's what I'm a fan of. I'm a fan of him. I'm a fan of, I've always been a fan of Rusev and I felt like they didn't play up to the strengths enough. And now we sort of are um, a lot of just the underdog talent. I feel like, you know, even Chad Gable to an extent, he's, he's on Monday Night Raw kind of doing his like weird thing, 
weird thing, uh, aka in a program with Bobby with Bobby Roode. That's a weird yeah, thing now. He's, he's doing this weird <laughs> thing, but you're giving these characters an opportunity, and that's kind of what they need. A lot of people are saying, "Oh, so and so," and 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 you know, you'll have Road Dog going back and forth on Twitter, like these people will have their opportunity. Then give them a chance. Give them a chance to fail, and then you won't ever have to, you know, dispute them again. It took Naomi eight years for her to at least have one chance. Right. And the chance that she had when she put that glow gimmick together and she managed to get all the fans, now she's golden for the rest of her, I would like to think, the rest of her career. Yeah. Just based um, off of those moments. So I'm just saying, give Aiden English these sort of moments. You never know what kind of star you could come up with. I'll, I'll wait and see next week whether I'm, <laughs> after I'm, whether I'm concerned with where he's going or not I Listen, really just hope they don't go that sleazy angle he could be yeah. he could be filet mignon or he could be that Velveeta cheese shit that was on that plate <laughs> who knows <laughs> oh my god but I, I thought I mean really effective promo really effective uh, segment on the show and it actually kind of weaved into the next segment which I really love that Smackdown does they have these transitions and these these uh kind of like linking segments that match. Yeah. And she had a match with Becky and Becky comes out and says, Milwaukee, huh? And it's the greatest shit ever to me. <laughs> and during the match, they, well, obviously Becky and Lana had a non-title match and Becky's like, uh, I'll send you back to Milwaukee. And I'm like, wow, bro. Wow. Like, <laughs> and they're doing Milwaukee chants and everything. Yeah, it's crazy. And But I mean, I, I thought it was, again, a really effective uh, segment that kind of helped Becky, who earlier in the day had beat up Charlotte uh, during a photo shoot and kind of explain why Charlotte was on the show. And it didn't gave her more fire for her, uh, for her match later on the night. So we're on Becky watch every single week. What did you think about Becky this week? Where are you laying? Where, where are you laying towards her? Um, I thought it was phenomenal. Really? Yeah. I thought it was just a great use. Um, she seems kind of like, Oh, well, you know, the photo shoot thing was dick move. It's just, yeah, it's a dick move, but then during her actual like match, she doesn't cheat or anything to win. Yeah. She's just better. She's just better than, than Lana. It's, it's, it's reminding me of uh AJ the heel. Mm. Uh when before he before he had that that last match against Cena and he, and he finally turned. It's reminding me of that. I don't know. I can't explain the photo shoot thing. The photo shoot thing Yeah, I can't either. It's it's heelish. I, I mean it's it's night and day. You call it spade a spade, it's it's a heelish move. But the people love it. People love her. Like she is, she is literally stone cold Becky Lynch, man. I, I, I love it. Long live the queen, the real queen, brother. The real queen. Let's see where it goes. Uh, and finally on SmackDown, do you want to touch on the Naomi Oscar thing? I think they're cool. I don't. I don't really. I'm waiting to see where that goes. I love Naomi and Oscar. So yeah, that's all I, I got to say. Shout out to Iconics. Man. Iconics getting a chance in Melbourne. Um, they're on Super Showdown card. It's going to be the Iconics versus Oscar and Naomi. And I pray. Quite honestly. Quite honestly, on commentary, it, it it showed me why people, I guess, ran up to them to try to interview them because they're an entertaining. They seem like a good time. They're oh yeah, they're great. I was you know I was starstruck. I was in love. Not even gonna lie. Listen. Not even gonna lie. I was I was in love. I love them. I love them. I don't even know. Them. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, finally on SmackDown, we got the home invasion. We were finally waiting for in one of the most disturbing. <laughs> segments since the white uh the white compound being burned by randy orton shout out to aj for obviously responding to a taped video and yeah that's my house man that's my house man i'm begging it joe joe (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm begging you, Joe. Yeah, what's up? And Joe's like continuing going on his spiel, and he's like, "Hey, wait a minute, come on, let's talk about this." And Joe, like, get out of my house, Joe. Don't do the Joe. Joe, don't burn my religion jeans, Joe. Oh my God! So Samoa Joe. I mean, this is what we've been waiting for, quite honestly. This is... Yeah, we thought it was going to happen, too. I mean, in terms of everything, this is this is incredible. Uh, Joe shows up, front door of the Styles residence, and you know it's the Styles residence because it has their name in big white letters on their mailbox, so... The Styles, baby. So you already know it's the Styles family. Uh, so he shows up. He has a doll. The ABC family, Styles. <laughs> He, he has a doll for his, his daughter and he, right before he goes and I, I I can't do the promo justice. I'll just say that. No, I mean, at this point, no one can, but is it, is, it's a cr- very sinister, creepy, um, you know, if you, from watching SmackDown out of context, it seems very creepy in context, you know, this is the lengths that Joe will go to that sort of mental manipulation, whether he actually means it or not, whether he wants Wendy or not, he wants the WWE championship. And he wants to do that by psychologically getting into the head of AJ Styles. He, he, I don't, I'm sure he knows he can beat him, but to psychologically break him down, it just makes him that much easier. And he really wants the WWE championship. And so, I think it I think it matters more that he's facing a he's facing a challenge that is more psychological than even Nakamura gave him. Than yeah. even uh shit. I mean, even Jinder Mahal gave him <laughs> back in the day. Or even Kevin Owens and all those guys. Like I, I think that it it's really it's it's really like kind of pulling full circle the the big good guy uh face routine for AJ Styles. And I I I think he's doing a great job with it even though, he, you know, the acting, the acting in that final segment uh, wasn't really, like, the greatest to me. But I think Joe's really no. carrying this. And, I mean, I, I would love for down the line, Joe, to at least get, like, a three- to four-month reign. I think that'd be really cool. It might not be here, but maybe a little bit later down the line. I feel like it's definitely going to be down the line. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a good way to close the show. I'm interested to see where they kind of go from here. Um, I'm not a super fan of these like obviously three pay-per-view three match three month program type of feuds because i think wwe has done them for god knows just the rest of our lives aj going 3-0 yeah aj AJ going 3-0 is wild (laughs) yeah well retained three times yeah like it's kind of wild to think like i would have rather him lost the first one and then retained two times later like or retained on the on the third try, just so that they could at least shake it up a little bit. But but they want to have the concurrent reign. I think it's going to end. I mean, they could have he could have lost it and then won it back and still been on the, the cover of the damn game. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's on the cover of the game. What do you want? Like, yeah. he's got to be the champion for all the press, man. He's got to have the belt, brother. He's got to have the belt. It's, I mean, I don't think they've had a was Brock the champ when he was on the cover. Probably the man was champion for eight hundred million days. Like, because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Seth wasn't. Seth was like, <laughs> Seth was like, whatever. Uh, yeah. So SmackDown's a great show, and, and I think that's where I think that's where we end this week. I, I know we have a lot coming up uh, next week on A Show Fifty. Yep, yep. But uh, I think we should end we should end it right here, just so that we can prepare. Uh, we have a lot of stuff coming up next week. Uh, we have a lot of stuff coming up on RNC. We've just announced a new podcast with uh, Ampa Valley, a friend of the show. Uh, we're a friend. We're we're friends of his show as well. He's coming out with uh, random acts of podcast gaming. He's coming out next month on the RNC Radio. 
uh, network. And uh, I'm really excited about that. I, I know we've been, we've been waiting to work together for a really long time. So uh, stay tuned for, for details on that. Um, of course, we're, we're going to you know let you know everything that comes down the pipeline there. Uh, Mills, anything else you want to push? I don't know how you tweet during the show. I can't even read during multitask. I've been doing a lot of stuff with Migo right now as we've been as we've been talking. I've been literally know. telling him, "Come here, come here." I don't know how you do it. You're incredible. Um, Forty nine shows. It's been a blast to do them with you. Cannot wait for fifty. For fifty, I, I, I'm I'm thinking of a cool idea uh, to do for the opening of fifty. So stay tuned to that. Uh, Thanks for this journey. We'll see you on the other side of 50. And I mean, two weeks after that, we have our year show. <laughs> we have our year. Like we, it's been a year of us doing this show. So stay tuned for that as well. Yeah. Yeah. We're the goats, man. We're, we are the fucking goats and no one can stop it. As, as always, thanks for our freaks for all the support that you guys have given us for the show. Follow us at RNC radio live at OG Johnny five and at meals TV. That is M E E L Z TV. Uh, until next time. We'll see you on 50. Happy Rusev Day. Is it Happy Rusev Day anymore? It's not Happy Aiden Day. I'm not cheering for that, motherfucker. It's Milwaukee. God, ugh. Happy Milwaukee, Milwaukee Day. What are you doing in Milwaukee? <laughs> Happy God. Milwaukee Day. Happy Rusev Day. We'll see you guys next week on the A-Show. Peace. <laughs>